One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. We're so excited to have you guys along. And you, if you're catching the show for the first time, um, or even if you're a longtime listener, you, you're you not going to want to miss this episode. This, this is going to be an incredible episode. Um, and so excited uh, to have our guest here. Uh, I want to thank the, the the group in Salt Lake City that brought us out to speak. We were in Salt Lake City really all week last week, did a little time in Georgia, back home. Uh, it happens to be prom night here. So my, my daughter and her friends are getting all dolled up uh, a couple of rooms down. So if you hear uh, some, some teenage laughing, that's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and then uh, next week, uh, I believe we're in... Um, we're going to be back in Georgia speaking next week. And then, of course, um, all of this has been leading up to the event May uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th, uh, which is the official Mickey Mouse Club reunion 30th anniversary uh, show that I've been blessed to, to be a, an executive producer for and, and looking forward to all of that. So it's been crazy uh, amount of phone calls and all the other things that, that happen in, in planning and events of that size. Um, but uh, couldn't be more excited about how it's uh, how it's turning out, who's coming, the surprises. So if you're in the Orlando area or want to be in the Orlando area, we are part of Megacon. So uh, Megacon's going on in Orlando at the same time, and we'll be hosting our panel interview there and then an after party out at Epcot. So come join us. Go check out MickeyMouseClubReunion.com for all of those details. So let's get to today's show. This gentleman became a certified speaker and coach with the John Maxwell team through God really cultivating him in one of the toughest environments. In 2013, he received a 16-year sentence for felony drug charges for distribution. His incarceration was the beginning of of God really speaking into him and and giving him a vision for the John Maxwell team. He saw the need for leadership development inside prison walls and began walking in this vision of creating a movement for prison transformations. Let's bring on Tuan Nguyen. How are you doing, buddy? Man, what's going on, Rick? Just glad to be here. Uh, it's Good Friday, and what a better day to be on your show. So, you know, I'm a man of faith, so I just want to, you know, I just want to give it up for Jesus for uh, just, man, his sacrifice for us. So, you know, uh, man, I'm just happy to be here. We're excited to have you, man. And, and I'll tell you, um, so I'm, I'm going to tell the listeners how I, I got to know you, how I got to meet you. Um, and uh, so I know that you were jumping on phone calls and, and, and talking with Mark Cole quite a bit. Uh, my audience is very aware of who Mark is. And uh, next thing you know, it's it's our, our third day. Mark has got his stage. He's in front of 4,000 people, and, and he brings you up on stage. Talk us through, you know, what you said there, as well as, uh, you know, what it was like to, to jump on the stage with, with Mark Cole there. Uh, just to give a little brief history on how I even heard about Mark Cole. So, I actually joined the John Maxwell team while I was still incarcerated. So, you know, God gave me a vision for leadership when I was behind prison walls. He showed me that that this was the one thing that was lacking in prison culture. And so uh, I started just walking in. I started seeing the need for personal growth and development. I started seeing the need for leadership training. And, uh, you know, I found an advertisement one day as I was just studying John Maxwell. I was in charge of a leadership class and you know, I was watching one of his videos one day and I was like, man, I, it would be so cool to work for John Maxwell or just be part of what he's doing one day. And I, I remember uh, 
seeing uh, John's nonprofit Equip, and I was like, man, I would be, it would be so cool to be part of Equip. And that was before the John Maxwell team. And I, I saw the John Maxwell team advertisement one day, and I was like, man, what is this about? I want to be a part of this. And keep in mind, in prison, you don't have access to the internet. You can't just pick up the phone and randomly call whoever you want to call. He's saying you can't troll Facebook in prison. Is that what you're saying? There's no Facebook in prison. <laughs> no such thing. Uh, there's no such thing as reaching out and just finding information on your own. So it was a challenge for me, Rick, to inquire about what this John Maxwell team was about. And just little by little, I just started finding more and more about it. I eventually uh, found out that uh, there's a certification. During that time, I just I just started believing that one day I'm going to just be part of the John Maxwell team. The funny thing was I was so high energy in believing that this was my vision. This was my path. Uh, I ran across a prisoner volunteer that time that was uh, coming into the unit and he was pouring in back to us. And I started sharing with him about the John Maxwell team vision. And he started just catching wind of it. And you know what? As I kept on sharing, I had like JMT DNA ingrained in me this whole time. This volunteer came back several months later and he said, you know what, Swan? I did it. I said, uh, what did you do? He said, I joined the John Maxwell team. And not only did he join in full, he paid for mentorship all in one bundle. Nice. And this was the beginning of God doing something amazing because here now he's, he's bringing in leadership stuff for me, right? Because I'm limited. I have a few books. I have a, a couple of VHS tapes. And so here's someone that's in mentorship that's on the call with Mark Cole and Paul Martinelli. And I'm getting mastermind sheets printed up. I'm getting leadership notes from Mark Cole. And here I am in prison being mentored by Mark Cole. That's awesome. Now he was there too at JMT, right? The the, the yes, he was. Yeah, I got him. I got he to meet him right afterwards. Yeah, he was he there. Was in tears, brother. He was in tears after after you hit that stage. Oh he yeah, big dude, big dude too, man. Oh, they showed me some pictures, and I was like, man, I was blown away because I I, I just you know sometimes you don't know the impact that uh, that you can have on someone, and you know all he wanted me to he wanted to see me succeed. You know, he knew that this was my dream when I was locked up and he saw the potential in me and he believed in it. Not only that, he came on the journey with me. That's awesome. You think about the moment of us being reunited outside of prison to be at one of the biggest leadership events in the world. And for me to be on main stage with Mark Cole and for him to be there just rooting me on was like just only God could have done that, Rick. Uh, and and you killed the stage. I mean, you killed it up there. You had you had four thousand people in tears. But uh, so so you guys hadn't seen each other until IMC or no no, no I hadn't seen each other. yeah oh my yeah, goodness. yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. So I mean, you know, one of the what is you're saying this is your vision to bring leadership inside prison walls and and you were a part of this leadership program. But what I mean. What is leadership like in, in prison, man? Let me tell you this, that there's several different types of leadership. And so if you're not in an organized gang, it's very hard for you to be a very influential leader. And so leaders that are organizing gangs have to do certain things to gain influence. But the leadership that I'm talking about was mainly peer influence through communication and servant leadership. That was the leadership 
that I was brought up in. And so you think about how prison culture, I'll, I'll explain to you what prison culture lacks. Authenticity is the greatest need in prison culture. Men and women are incarcerated because they, number one, they lack vision. Without vision, there's no such thing as any kind of revelation for their lives. And so they can't cultivate any kind of authenticity. You think about potential, potential in what? They don't even have clear vision in knowing who they are. And so as for me, I was a product of hidden potential where I went through the motions outside of my faith. I really didn't know how to lead myself because I didn't understand my strengths nor my weaknesses. I've had never had anyone in my life, even in prison, ever ask me the hard question, hey, Tuan, who are you? Do you know what your strengths are? What are your weaknesses? And so I went through my life believing in this. I believed I had potential because everyone used to tell me, Tuan, you have great potential. And that sounds good. But did anyone ever show me what that looked like? And I often used to hear this, that you can be whatever you want to be. And boy, I was so wrong about that because I spent my life trying to be everything else outside of what God created me to be because I never knew what my potential looked like. And, you know, I get frustrated a lot of times um, with, with motivational speakers and, and, and with, with people who say that they do inspiration because I feel like it's surface level things. They, they say exactly what you just said. Oh, everybody in this room has potential. Everybody in this room can be whatever they want to be, but, but you got to get to the how and you got to get the even bigger question is the why. Right? Why were you brought into this world? Why is that your purpose? Absolutely. That's it. You gotta you have to define your why. Uh, I often tell I often tell this in my message now was, you know, what you have to do is you have to realize that God has placed you here to solve a problem. And until you find that problem, you never find fulfillment in this life. I used to mistake in my value in my nine to five. Nah. And you you think about a person that is about to re-enter into society from prison. The first thing that he's thinking about is, hey, I got to give me a good job. And so nowhere in there is, hey, what about your gift? What about what you were placed here to do? So many men and women neglect that part because no one's emphasizing that. They think that re successful re-entry into today's society is, hey, you stay clean, you stay sober, and you stay out of prison, and you have a nine to five. Yeah. And then no part. And you coming back to, I, I've got, I say it all the time. I've got like 30 all time favorite quotes from John, but uh, the, the two greatest days in your life is the day you were born and the day you find out why. Right. Right. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, I want to dive into, you know, what you're doing now with the resources that you have and, and how you are really kind of planning out your vision uh, and really being focused you know, so many people, Tuan, when they, when they do get out of prison, want to stay as far away from prison as possible. And, and you're getting right back into um, transforming and doing prison transformation, which I think is is one of the greatest callings out there. Uh, because, you know, the, the, you can be further lost than when you're in there. So uh, I'm excited to hear about that. We're going to talk about that right on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rick Morris with the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? 
R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back on this edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're visiting with Tuan Nguyen. He's a fellow uh, John Maxwell team member who's got a vision to impact prison culture by breaking barriers through leadership. And so, Tuan, you, you were saying early in the first segment that, that you had a, a hard time getting the resources and to really, you know, find things around leadership. And, and now you've got this plethora of resources that are available to you. What, what are you doing with those resources and, and what are you trying to do with, with those things that you've accumulated? Right. So you remember when I was brought on stage, Rick? And, um, and so... In that moment, if you remember what I spoke about, and it was for one thing, it was to cast vision. Yeah. And God didn't, God placed me there for one reason. And it wasn't for stage time. It wasn't for anything else. God placed me there because there was a birth of prison transformation that he was going to use through me and many other worldwide. That's why I was there. No other reason. And I had so many times I had to catch myself where God had to sit me down and he had to tell me, he goes, hey, look, hey, while John and the team are transforming nations, 
I'm going to use you to transform prison culture. You need to know that that's where you're going to add the most value. That's why I allowed you to go through that. That's your why. Don't lose focus. Don't remember why you started. I mean, remember why you started. Don't lose focus. And so since then, I've actually counted it. It's been 143 days since I've been home. Wow. What a whirlwind of 143 days as well. Oh, it's been phenomenal. I've been moving. I've been so active in just allowing God to use my gift that I haven't really had time to even really see any kind of success because it's not, it wasn't even a matter of that. It was a matter of, hey, look, your gift is going to make room for you. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really made too much money from my certification yet. But from the person outside looking in on my social media, they're like, hey, Twan's doing a lot of stuff. But you know what? I'm so busy being who God created me to be. I don't even have time to pay attention to my finances because right now God's just applying just enough. And and, and he will, but I want to challenge you on something you just said that you haven't been able to find much success. Um, And and we don't want you to search for your success. We want you to to search for your significance. And if your significance is there, success is going to follow. The money's going to come, right? But you've just got to keep walking that faith and walking that line. Absolutely. And you're right. You're right. And you know what? I have to be reminded of that oftentimes at times too, because sometimes we try to measure success with significance, but there's a big difference there. Oh yeah. And, and John says, once you taste significance, success will never satisfy. So, you know, part of my story, Tuan, is you know, I've, I've run my own business for 15 years, but in 2012, I hit a, a leadership lid and nearly went bankrupt, nearly lost everything. And that's when I found John Maxwell team and had switched and, and really my entire career up until then was all about me. And from 2012 forward, it's all been about what can I do for other people? How can I serve? And it's just, it's crazy how, um, you know, my success has tripled if you, if you judge success by, you know, revenue and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I stopped caring about that a long time ago. And, and significance is really what drives things now. And, and uh, I can see that for you, brother. I can see that for you. Right. Uh, thank you. I, you know, um, you know, just kind of going back to uh, what you had asked me earlier about what am I doing now? I actually, uh, I do have a win I want to share with you. May 17th, I'll actually be flying out to Washington State for my first out-of-town speaking engagement. So that was a big highlight for me because here again, God has opened up a door where someone has actually believed in my message where they're like, hey, we're going to pay you to come up here. Uh, What is it going to take? And so, of course, the only uh, limitations that I have is I got to get permission from my parole officer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I do, too. But that's just my wife. So it's, you know, (laughs) roughly the same thing, Tuan, roughly the same thing. Right. so, so talk about, you know, so some of the resources that, that have come your way, what, what's your intent to, to do, you know, what are the resources, what are you going to do with them? My vision with the resources I have now is for prison transformation. And what that actually looks like is transforming one unit at a time. I recently partnered up with John, John Maxwell's nonprofit organization called Equip, and they actually have a salt and light program, which is based on leadership and evangelism where they use roundtable to implement leadership through building the core of the community. And so when I partnered up with them, uh, I spoke to Sharon and she's been following me on social media and I have the software already. And so it's there. The, the, the resources are there. It's like, how do I use it now? 
how do I use it now? And, you know, as I was talking to Sharon, she goes, look, I'm going to make you an associate trainer for Equip. You don't have to pay nothing. But I see that you're going to be an asset and you're going to use this and I'm going to help you all the way. My vision that morning was bringing in the round table inside prison culture. The same way John and Mark Cole are transforming nations, God's given me a vision to bring the round table inside prison culture with the core leaders in there. I talked to Mark Cole that morning and he was all for it, you know, and then he, so he, once again, he's mentoring me in this whole process and um, it's just amazing. So right now what I'm doing is I'm building that platform for when I'm able to come back in November, you know? And so even with everything that I'm doing, I always have the end in mind, you know, it takes place at this one unit first. And I have a 300 man unit right now where I've left the leadership team behind me that they're all studying leadership through John Maxwell. And uh, you check this out. I, I got off the call earlier with one of my leadership team members that's facilitating. And he goes, hey, you're going to get an article in the mail pretty soon of what we've been working on here. And so they have a journalism class in there. And they're sending me their first article called The Maxwell Effect. That's amazing. You got to send it to John. John will be all over that. He loves that oh, stuff. Man. Absolutely. He loves that stuff. And, and I have to be, I have to be honest. Um, I have just a slight little man crush on Mark Cole. Just saying, uh, <laughs> how are you not happy and laughing around that dude? Right. I mean, he's the great, he's got so much energy, so much passion. He's probably one of the, one of the coolest people I've met. Um, and so talk to me though, about taking the round tables in this unit. Cause things that are going through my brain is like you said, the, the established leaders in a prison culture is the gang culture. Right. And so are those the leaders you think you're targeting for the round table? Or is that, is that really, that that's when you're pushing the limit? Like how, how do you start that? Where, where are you going to identify it? How, how do you think that's going to go down? Actually, that's actually an interesting question. So I came from a unit called prison fellowship, which was actually founded by Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson and John Maxwell actually sat at the same leadership conference when John was 37 years old in Korea. And so what I saw back then was Colson was a man of faith and he began the biggest international prison ministry through prison fellowship after his incarceration. And so I saw there that Chuck's vision was for men, to, men and women to be reconciled in order to lead and make an impact on this world. When I saw John Maxwell's vision, you know, basically me being a product of prison fellowship and also being a product of JMT, I was kind of like a half breed. <laughs> so what I saw there was I'm, I'm not only a, a product of Chuck Colson's vision of prison transformation, but I'm also a product of John Maxwell's vision for leadership. So what we're bringing together is fellowship and leadership together. Yeah. So God showed me that I was going to be a bridge between prison fellowship and leadership development through John Maxwell. That's going to be the next great move in revival through prison transformation and obviously right so you were sentenced to 16 years how, how much time did you actually do i did close to five years close to five years and so wow you you did well <laughs> you're you're a model for sure then <laughs> but um but that credibility that comes with you've been there and now they're seeing you on the other side i think is going to drive so much inspiration for them as well right and you so, actually I, you, Go ahead. I share this a lot. 
my unit right now is buzzing. I had a call the other day from someone and they said, Tuan, you've left a John Maxwell culture here that you don't even know about. They were telling me that the books that I've sent in, which are very limited, man, the guys are holding on to these books for dear life. Like they're the last pages of the Bible because they value, there's a leadership hunger right now in my unit. In the same way, it started there. It can be started in other units, but you got to be a catalyst in making this move. And so I truly believe that not only outside of faith, but leadership development and personal growth is going to be the next move. Because one thing I realized, Rick, there's not a need for more prison ministries to come in to preach the gospel. Right. Many are believers in there, but you have an overabundance of people teaching and preaching, but no one in there tapping into your potential. And that's what I saw. Um, I saw a need where we need coaches, people that are certified in discs. Oh, you know, I started teaching disc in there because I ran across some books. And when I started implementing this in my class, oh, it was it was a game changer. Yeah. yeah it's a game changer. One of the most powerful things. Right. But no one's doing that. No one's doing that. And so one thing I've realized is, hey, find the problem, become the solution, money's going to come. So how do, how do you or how are you planning on um, either getting to the funding or getting to the people that can fund this for you? You know, I jumped off a couple weeks ago and just, I think God tricked me. You know how God tricks you sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think God tricked me because uh, I started seeing a need and I, I started recently getting involved with radio ministry. So we have a prison radio ministry right now where I've linked up with one of my pastors. And so we broadcast to all Texas prisons on Saturday night. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so God showed me. So here's this platform where people are calling in. They get to give shout outs to all their loved ones over the radio waves uh, for maybe like the first 15 minutes. So you have children and women calling in, saying prayers and, and saying, uh, I love you to their fathers and to their mothers and stuff. And God showed me, he goes, this is going to be a platform for you to speak and educate on leadership development. Jump on board. So wow. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help raise money for this radio ministry. I don't know how to do it, but that's not going to stop me. So then I started seeing that God was tricking me into creating this prison transformation initiative. And I said, okay, I don't know what this fundraiser looks like. I'm going to set a goal for 5,000 and it's probably been maybe not even two weeks yet. So I, I just kind of jumped in and so I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to build my wings on the way down and I'm going to learn from, it. I'm going to trust in God that he's going to meet this 5,000. And you know what? My limiting fear was, Man, ain't nobody gonna support you. You're in con. You're an ex convict. I don't even think people are gonna trust you with money. And, and really, that almost stopped me dead in my tracks. Wow. You know where we're at today with the five thousand? Give it to me. Come on now. I started this morning at eight hundred and seventy-five dollars of our goal of five thousand. In a matter of minutes, this morning we surpassed that, and we're at five thousand one hundred sixty-five. And that's just, dude, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. I'm telling you, we'll get this message out and, and we'll get the people to, to support this because the the rehabilitation as it stands today isn't rehabbing anything. 
and we've got to really start to to you know we've got the most overcrowded prisons anywhere and more people incarcerated than any other country at this point and we've really got to start focusing on on bringing those people through so we're going to talk about that in a little bit more on the next segment so we're going to let some commercials run and we'll be right back with Tuan Nguyen you're listening to Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the work life balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back for our third segment of the Work-Life Balance. We're visiting with Tuan Nguyen. He is a John Maxwell team member who's got a vision for prison transformation. So we've been talking through that uh, on today's show. If you're just joining us, you're going to want to go back and, and listen to the show for sure. Um, so so coming back, you know, if, if you're on the, the Zoom call, and you guys can go to my webpage, uh, rickamorris.com, to find the Zoom links uh, to, to join this here. But I see a big Global Youth Initiative banner behind you there, Tuan. So did, did you just finish your Global Youth Initiative event? Yeah, we just had two days, which was Wednesday and Thursday. So we were able to do a GY, two GYIs to the youth at this Christian Academy. And so I gathered up my Houston JMT member, uh, Corey Davis, Maggie Jean, Kevin Scott, and Raina. And uh, man, we went in there and we just literally, you know, this was our first GYI together as a team. And it was probably one of the best days of my life, Rick. So so talk to the people about what GYI is really all about and, and what we're trying to accomplish with that. Okay, so as certified speakers, coaches, and trainer for the John Maxwell team, our Global Youth Initiative is something that we do annually between the month of uh, on in April and actually in October. And so I believe last year our goal was to reach and impact 500,000 youth. This year I think our goal was to reach the mark of 1 million. Yeah. And I don't know exactly where we're at now, but we went in and what we did was with, with the smaller kids – we went in and we read books to them on uh, sometimes we went, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you learn with for kids, I think. Yep. And so Maggie came in and we had this phenomenal time. We had a, they opened up a door for us to be at chapel service. 
So we got in and we got to praise and worship with the whole school. And it was amazing because afterwards, these little kids, they just came up to me and you, you just don't realize the impact you have on children. They came up to me and they hugged me and they gave me this big hug and they said, we love you. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. And most people don't, you, you know, uh, I, I shared an email I got from a listener on the show, the show before last, but, you know, I, I'd spoken at an event, you know, five, six years ago and, uh, you know, got, got a thank you from him about impact. So you're right in the sense that you have no idea, you know, what you're impacting, who's listening to the show, who needs to hear the message right here, right now uh, to, to take control of their lives and, and live to their potential and purpose. Uh, but uh, it's, it's an incredible feeling when, when you're really doing it to serve others and, and you found out that that impact was made. Talk to me you know, again, a year ago, did you think that you would have an opportunity to impact so many youth in, in, in one fell swoop? I always had a vision for it. I just never knew what it was going to actually look like. I never, um, I never thought it was going to be at this magnitude. You know, I never thought that, uh, that you know, coming out of prison, people would be willing to trust me with their youth. Yeah. You know, I mean, just you just think about 143 days. I mean, what about my life? Uh, I mean, what about my life would would, uh, would allow a person to be like, hey, you know what? I want you to come speak to our youth. You know, when I go to the speaking engagement in in Washington, I had to ask myself, what about this person? What about this pastor that's in Washington that's willing to pay me to come to Washington? And you know what? He's also a JMT member. Oh, nice. And you know what it was, Rick? Your story's powerful. Yeah. And I have a lot of millennials that I'm seeking to pass on the torch to, and I want you to speak on leadership to them. So I, I had to pause there for a second because that's to me that's so powerful. Um, talk about this for a second because um, I've got I've got people that I mentor, people that I coach, and and I try to to impress upon them the power of a personal story, right? And and the story doesn't even have to be about them; it just has to be a connection to your passion, right? And so I can see it in in your face when you when you connect the dots to the the prison transformation, the passion that you have for that instantly your body language changes, right? Instantly you raise up, you lean forward, you're getting into it, right? That passion is so important to, to connect to because it's, it's, it's part of who you are. It's your soul. Talk to me about developing that personal story and what that's been like for you in terms of what do you do with this? I used to be really ashamed of my past. Yeah. I really was. And that was a self-image problem that I had that wouldn't allow me to speak on those things. But not only that, I had to find clear vision and clarity upon my purpose in life. Authenticity, I speak about all the time. You will hear it and I'll say it over and over again. The message is there's no such thing as competition. There's no room for comparison in my life. And there's no more room for compromising myself to be somebody else. Because even at best, if I was trying to be someone else and imitate something that you got as a gift, the best I'll ever be, Rick, is average or below average. Yeah. That authenticity is key because the the, the other thing, I, I hear this a lot too in people that I coach, 
well, you know, that somebody else has already said that before. And I was like, dude, there's nothing anybody's saying on stage that somebody else hasn't said before. But if you say it with authenticity and you say it in connection to your personal story, then they need to hear that from you. You're the only person that can reach them right there, right where they are. Uh, and so, you know, like John, the, I mean, John's one of the biggest authors in the world. He's number one leadership guru in the world. And I meet people every day that don't even know who he is. Right. So that it's it's your turn to tell that story and make your impact with your own authenticity. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? I started getting more comfortable in being me. I really it's, ther didn't. it's therapeutic, though, too, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. There's no greater feeling Yeah, to be rewarded for something that you used to be ashamed of. And so I, I, I love that part, man. I'm glad I'm glad you said that. That's. For, for anybody out there that's listening right now that feels any shame in your past or anything that, that, that all made us who we are. I had a, I had a, you know, a, a, a pretty charmed childhood and then a lot of stuff went wrong and I, I went really rogue. I lost my dad when I was young and I went off the deep end, but I wouldn't change it. Anybody says, what would you change in your past? I wouldn't change a thing because it's made us who we are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I would not change a thing. And that's uh, tough to say, right? People would say you wouldn't you wouldn't go back and correct that mistake that led you down the road to, to go to prison. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I used to hesitate many times in like, what would that look like? But I realized that this is all part of God's masterpiece. Yeah, that's so beautifully said, dude. So beautifully said. So what what is still the biggest need? You're talking about roundtables. Um, you know, we were talking um, on the break, and I kind of want to bring that up as well. It's not like, um, you know, I got texted during during the break, somebody was looking for your fundraiser. So first, tell people how to, to find that um, on Facebook so that they can they can donate. But it's not like I can, you know, I got tons of John's books over here. I can't just send them into prison and say, here, talk, talk about that process a little bit. Okay, so I, I saw a need just recently when I was talking to my leadership team, and they needed resources for books. Uh, when I partnered up with Equip, I realized that in order to get funding for these notebooks, I would have to start raising some money. And so my whole vision is always have the end in mind. Yeah. You know, and so I, I always have the end in mind. My end in mind is, hey, look, I'm going to come back to prison in November. And in the process of me working my way to come back and seek to transform this unit, one unit at a time, I'm going to bring in all the resources from John Maxwell. I'm going to start a leadership library while the ground there is very fertile right now. There is a culture there that has been left behind that is buzzing. And there's so much momentum here. There's so much momentum, Rick. Uh, I think I told you earlier that one of the calls I had from my leadership team was, hey, we need more books because the books that I ha we have in here People are holding on to them for dear life, like they're the last pages from the Bible. Yeah. And so I saw a need, and then God, I felt God tricked me. You know, I felt God tricked me because he was once again showing me a need, and he knows that when I see a need, I'll always try to help. And once again, I didn't know how that looked. I'd never done a fundraiser on Facebook before. Sometimes I'm like, um, you know, we met our goal this morning and I started off this morning, just kind of like, okay, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work. We're at $875 and our goal was 5,000. So I started listing 
the books that we need. I started listening about the leadership Bible and I started just kind of uh, revamping the, the description a little bit more. And, and as God just kept on showing me more clarity, he says, I'm going to make a way. And in a matter of seconds, it jumped from 875 to 5,165. And for me, Rick, that was phenomenal because remember, I just come out of prison. And so for anybody to believe in my vision and to support in this magnitude was big for me. So if a listener wanted to, to jump on that Facebook link right now, do, do they just search for, for your name? I know that we put the link in show notes, but. You can actually, so the link that I give you, you can actually go straight to there. But if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see, or you can go to the Prison Transformation Initiative, my like page, and you can find the fundraiser on there. There you go. So yeah. for anybody who's wanting to, to to give and to donate and to, to help Tuan meet this vision, certainly for November, then go to the Prison Transformation Initiative on Facebook, find the the uh, fundraiser there, and, and please give. I mean, five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. It, you know, if you, if you want to donate 5,000, we're not going to turn you away, but whatever you can find uh, to, to help this, because I, I really feel that this is a movement that that's not only going to catch fire, but is, is going to be one of the greatest uh, initiatives in helping rehabilitation of, of people that, that have lost their way. So uh, please find that uh, link, go out. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to give you a break right now so you can go find it uh, and then come back and join the show here. So I'm going to give you two minutes now. You guys go find that link. You go donate. And uh, we'll be right back to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile. And there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? 
R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back for our final segment of the Work-Life Balance this Friday afternoon. And time has been flying by. I don't know for the, for those of you listening, but certainly me talking to Tuan, it, it, it has not felt like we're at our final segment, Tuan. I feel like we're just starting our second one and, and, and we have tons more time. But unfortunately, we are running out of time. So we've got to do our standard questions for you. First, you know, roll down your, your contact information. How do people get in touch with you? How do they invite you to come speak? Oh, Right now, your best way to contact me is on the johnmaxwellgroup.com page under Tuan Win. So I'll send you a, I'll send you a link on that. Uh, but that's where you would be able to book and get in, get in contact with me there. If not, just contact me on the Prison Transformation Initiative. That would be another great way to get in touch with me also. And uh, we, we ask every guest on the show, uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Man, that's a great question. And so I'm, I'm actually prepared for this because I often speak about this a lot. The greatest advice I've ever heard someone give me was them saying that, Tuan, the world is not looking for you. The world is looking for what you're carrying. Wow. And so this was a total shift in my foundation because I've always wanted the world to seek after me but not what I was carrying inside me. And the word of God tells you that it is your gift that will make room for you and bring you before great men. I spent all of my life not realizing what gift I had. And now I'm seeing the picture that men and women are incarcerated because they don't know their value. One thing I've realized is I've mistaken my life as a value in a nine to five many times. You think about a person that gets locked up and goes into prison culture. They've lost their respect. They've lost their manhood and they've lost their value. And what they're seeking for is a way to find significance when they get out. And you know what they look for? That nine to five. Yeah. And so I want to share this real quick because this is impactful for someone to hear. My main reason coming back to prison culture is because of this message right here. Adam, when he was created by God, God entrusted him and gave him dominion over all the land to cultivate and to manage it. He gave him work. The word work here is the word aragon. It doesn't mean to do something. It means to become. And you think about how many men have stopped becoming because they don't know what work means. Yeah, and yeah. so if there was one thing I could say, because this is the message I'm going to drive in prison reform and transformation 
is you can fire me from my gift. You can send me home from work, but you can never stop me from becoming. Good gracious, dude. Save that for last or what was going on there, man? <laughs> that's some, that's some beautiful words, some beautiful words. And so anything else that you'd like to, to leave with the audience uh, while we have a moment? Man, I'm just, you know, this prison transformation initiative is a movement that God just birthed in me. And I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm just trusting in God. I don't know who God's going to bring with me, but I know this thing is way bigger than any of us. And so even though we've met our goal at 5,000, it, it, I don't see it stopping there. So I'm asking for anyone to rise up. If God has placed a calling upon your heart to just help in this movement, we need everybody we can just for this. Because, Rick, I want you to know that impacting culture inside prison also impacts culture outside of prison. It's a yeah. twofold effect. And oftentimes we forget that prison culture is often a neglected culture. And they're part of the body, too. So many families are affected by their loved ones being incarcerated. And then potentially being changed when they come back. There's change for the better, but there's change for the worse as well. Right. There's so much need in proper education and prison reform. I know that through leadership development, you, we can transform and revolutionize how prison ministries can come in and help prisoners. It's not just coming in and teaching and preaching the word. Hey, look, hey, help us cultivate our gifts. Ask us great questions. Why don't you put us in a mastermind and let us talk for once? You know, there's so many different avenues there that, that have never been tapped into because of lack of awareness. And I think that that's, uh, that's clearly your purpose. You know, I call this show the work-life balance, um, but I, I don't believe there's such a thing. I believe it's it's your life. And when you find your life's passion, that you can also become compensated on, that's the true balance. It's living your purpose, right? It, it's not work. You know, when you're doing what you love and, and you happen to be able to pay the bills with it, it's just simply not work anymore. Um, and that's that's the 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 real trick in achieving a, a true work-life balance. Not going nine to five and shutting it down and then trying to have a family life and, and work creeping in. It's it's living your passion, living your purpose, and I see that clearly in you, brother. So that's definitely my big attaboy. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, th this event that's coming up in Washington, when are you going to be out there? I'll be there May 17th through the 20th. The same dates as the Mickey Mouse Club reunion. So I guess you're not coming to that, huh? <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> not. I can't be at two places at once. <laughs> so, so now you're tearing my listeners up because they got to decide whether or not to come see you in Washington or come to my event in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll both be all right, Rick. <laughs> and we're gonna be fine. You got your audience, I got mine, baby. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, I know I gave you a final chance, but we do have a couple of minutes left here. Um and so when you when you see yourself a year from now or two years from now, what are you hoping this prison transformation initiative looks like by then? In a year from now. I want to be able to implement the first prison transformation initiative program using the Maxwell effect where we will transform one prison unit at a time. And I want to start seeing the fruit from that unit being reproduced right here. 
So I'm not so focused on transforming every unit. Right now, I'm focused just on that one. In a year, I want to be able to bring in the round table. In a year, I want to be in the prison teaching salt and light. And I want to be able to create a team that along with the salt and light program, I'm going to have discertified trainers that will come on board with me that are JMT certified. And guess what? We're all over the nation. Yeah. And, and, the, and world. I want to share the world. And so here's the thing. We find a need, we meet it. I know so many JMT members that are active in JMT that really aren't doing too much. Yeah. But they're needed too. And so I saw that vision of JMTers coming into prison culture and reproducing. Look, I solely believe that we can reproduce JMTers that are incarcerated to come out and get certified and become certified just like me. And imagine just like the disciples, you're, you're, you're reproducing a JMT from the inside out, transformed through faith in Jesus Christ. And once they get out, they go to the IMC and guess what? We send them back in. Yeah. Wow. I love it, dude. Listen, man, I've appreciated the conversation. We definitely have to bring you back as we start to, to go through this. I want to hear about the Washington uh, thing. I want to know what's going on uh, in terms of those plans. We got to bring you back and let you, let you update the audience in a few months. You good? Absolutely. I'd love All right. to. So um, coming up on the on the show next week, I've got Diane Randall coming. The week after that, we've got uh, Cherie Griffin, who's uh, kind of my, my GMT sister, is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about uh, a new nonprofit and foundation that we've just formed, uh, as well as just you know talking all things GMT there as well. Uh, so please join us again next Friday. Um, as always, hoping that you're finding your own work-life balance. And uh, reach out to me on Twitter, at Rick A. Morris. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me pretty much anywhere, and uh, you uh, you just uh, join up with us. Let us know. Let me know uh, who you'd like us to, to talk to um, and whether or not uh, you're enjoying the show. So, as always, we love you guys so much, and uh, we will see you next Friday right here on the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. 